You're listening to a message to go from Acts Church. We hope this message will light up your day. I'm continuing my message. Uh, so if you were not here uh, last last week, uh, you can go on the, M- uh, the Spotify. You can get it after this. I'm going to talk about part two, okay? Um, and just to give you a bit of context and maybe a little bit of a review. Um, but maybe to start, we'll read the word. Amen. So Mark chapter 6, verse 7 to 12. Okay, if you got your Bibles, I would encourage you to turn to it. And he called the twelve to himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. He commanded them to take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bag, no bread, no copper in their money belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. And he also said to them, in whatever place you enter a house, stay there till you depart from that place. And whoever will not receive you nor hear you, when you, part, when you depart from there, shake off the dust under your feet as a testimony against them. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. So what did the disciples do? They went out and preached that people should repent. And this is the cool thing. They cast out demons, anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. So, a bit of context, uh, and uh, if you want to know more context, you can listen to the message earlier. So I've been praying and toiling uh, on, you know, every time we are here to share the, the word, we, we, don't, we don't just want to give you an entertaining word that will tickle your ears, and then you go back and change because we're in church. And being in church, God's presence is here. This is, just, this is not just a program, right? I mean, I don't know. Is it just a program? Are we just here just because, oh, uh, my name is Elvin. So because my name is Elvin, although I'm Chinese, uh, I must be Christian because I got Christian name. Uh, right? And because I got Christian name, therefore I need to come to church. Lah. That's what a Christian need to do. Correct? And then we're done. Is that it? No, we're here because we're here because of God. Amen? We're here because God's Spirit is here. Are you here because of a program? No. Are you here because you need to fulfill your filial duty as a... No, guys. Are you here because you want to meet God? Are you here because there are things going on in your life that you need God? That's a question you can answer. So, having that and having the burden, you know, to bring the word, um, I've, I've been praying and asking the Lord, Lord, what do your people need to hear? What do your people need to hear so that they can grow. Because you can come here and listen to a nice, encouraging word and go back home unchanged. But that's not what church is all about. Amen? It's not about here coming to be entertained. You can be entertained anywhere else, but no. You are here because you want to receive God's word. You're here because you want to receive something from heaven. Amen? And one of the things that I've been toiling is, what do believers need to have? You know, what, 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 what is the thing that is important or should be important or, or what does God want us to do? I mean, these are questions that we ask all the time, right? Um, and I've come to a conclusion, reading the Bible, that God wants us, His children, believers to mature. And mature in what? Oh, mature in your character, be a good person, do good things. That's it, huh, guys. No, God wants us to mature in our faith. What does that mean? We're mature in our faith. Is God real to you or not this morning? 
Is Jesus real to you or not on a day-to-day basis? Or is he just words in the Bible? That is what God wants us to experience. Are we doing this out of religious duty or is this thing real to us or not? Think about it. Right? And I, I realize that God wants us to mature. He wants us to grow. You know, and the title for the message today is being sent out. Because his disciples, we, we just read God's, you know, Jesus' disciples. Um, was, was the plan always for Jesus' disciples to follow him all the way? You know, sometimes when we look at the word disciple and Jesus, and because Jesus is so great, right, that we think that, okay, all I need to do is follow Jesus and I'll be his disciple and that's it. Do you know what happened? Jesus sent them out, no. It was internship time. He was still around. Huh? He haven't said, okay, guys, I'm not gone yet. You know, now you do your job. No, 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 no. He was around for three years, but this was internship. He needed to send them out to experience what he has been doing. Before this, he's the one casting out demons. He's the one. So they have chance to observe already. Why do you, why do you follow after someone? Why, why are you a disciple? You're a disciple because you watch and then you do. Therefore, right? No, 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 no. Guys, uh, you do forever. How many of you here who have kids, uh, you want your kids to be kids forever? Forever you have to feed them. Forever you have to take them to the toilet. They don't know how to go themselves. Forever it'll be like that. No, right? I think the day my son knows how to go to the toilet himself, I, w- I was rejoicing. You know, the day my son know how to finally, you know, uh, I'm using my son as an example. Uh, you know, I-, I was like, oh, wow. So much relief. But sometimes as believers, right, we want to be the baby all the time. We want God to do everything for us all the time. But that's not the plan, guys. So not a little Jesus went and the disciples had to fend for themselves. And they fended for themselves in such a crazy situation if we look at the, the scriptures. You know? So, maturity. Okay? So I, I realized that God wants us to mature. You know, and I want to encourage all of us here to listen to a message that Pastor Kenneth preached in uh, Acts Subang 10.30. Okay? It's also on Spotify. He preached it on uh, 9th of September and he preached about the kingdom of God and how to be a son of the kingdom. How to be a son of the kingdom. Let's talk a little bit about sonship. Huh? Sonship, again, it's not about, okay, for those who want to be politically correct, I'm not talking about, boy, don't, don't, don't go there. Don't go there. Sonship is a position. Okay, I, I give you an example. When you first, for those of you who are believers, when you first receive Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you were a baby. You were born again, right? Born again, just uh, uh, a baby that, that, you know, that just came. And, and babies have to be taken care of, right? God was good. He, he, every, every prayer you answer, He probably answer. Every prayer you ask, He probably answer. Because you are still a baby. You still need help. You still need to know who your daddy is, Right? Do you think you're going to be baby forever? Shouldn't, right? But then why sometimes we are baby forever? Why sometimes we, our faith in God doesn't grow, you know? It's the same, you know? It should grow, right? And what does God wants us to grow to? He wants us to grow to be sons. Why? i give you an example. Only my sons in my house huh, know where the Milo is. A stranger won't know where the Milo is. No? They will know that I keep the Milo in a container in the fridge. And they will know how to make Milo. My sons know how to take the bread and make sandwich for themselves. My son know where to go when they need the toilet. 
my sons know. A stranger would not know. A stranger would have to ask me. A stranger would not be unsure. Why does God want us to be sons? Because only God's children know how great He is. Only God's sons know their authority in Him. That when you heal the sick, they will get healed. Are you a son? Do you have sonship? Or are you still a baby? So maturity, that's what God wants us to move forward to. I hope you guys catch that. Right? No longer a baby, but moving forward in our faith. So we're going to move forward in our faith. So what do we need for growth when, you, when you're talking about moving forward in our faith? Okay, so just a recap. Okay, The first thing you need is focus. What is the focus at the end of the day? What is God all about at, at the end? What is our focus at the end of the day in our lives? Well, um, someone asked God, what is the greatest of all commandments? And Jesus said to him, to this person, the first is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, right? And then love your neighbor as yourself, right? These are the two greatest. So that was the focus. The focus was on God rather than self. God wanted us to understand that, look, don't worry about yourself so much. The world out there is constantly asking you to take care of yourself, self-care, love yourself. It's all self, self, self. It's very selfish, no? But if you look at God's word, right? Why he didn't say take care of yourself? Because he will take care of you. Because he wants you to be a son. And he will take care of his sons. He will take care of his daughters. That's what God wants. If you take care of yourself, you don't need him, you know? Do you know that? Do you know that if you take care of yourself so much, you don't need God? Because that's the way we think. That's why God says, look, love me first. And then, some of us will be asking, oh, what about me, God? Is it the next point? Love God, then love me? No. Not even that, no. Love God first and love others. Self is not even in the picture. Why did God set this as the commandments? On all the commandments and words of prophets, it hang on these two things. God first and others. Not even yourself. Counterculture, right? Counterculture. The world says, take care of yourself first, okay, John? Don't worry about it. You don't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of others. No, God is saying, look, trust me first. Trust me first. The focus is on God first. Why is the focus on God? Because you cannot do it on your own. Why is the focus on God first? Because we, we cannot. You will fail. You will fail yourself. You will fail people. That's why God has to be the focus first. If our self is always the focus, then we will go into destruction. And that's what's happened. Right? So we got to remember, what is the focus for maturity? God first. In all things in my life, God first, God first, God first. And then others. Not even self, no. <laughs> Be funny, right? Others. Others first. Why others? Well, because people need to experience Him. Because, because God knows that we will, when we take care of others, I shared in the, the earlier message, do you know how to mature? Only people who have taken care of other people can mature. If you only take care of yourself, like our kids uh, only care about themselves, right? very hard for them to mature. In fact, uh, if they think so much about themselves, you know what happened? They become spoiled. That's the word we use, right? Do you know that we can have a spoiled adults in the church? Can, have, can one, no? You can get there one. You can get there one. So why did God set these things? It's not I said one, not Pastor Alvin. No, no. God said one, no. Why? For our health and maturity. 
He said it for that. Amen? And if you want to know more, you go listen to the message. That's the reflection, okay? So, today I want to talk about what do we need to mature in Christ? Do all of you here want to mature? I hope you do. I hope you want to grow. I hope you are not happy just being a baby. I hope that you will work out your faith. But what do we need to mature in Christ? What did the disciples need to be able to do the things that they need to do? Right? Do you think the disciples is just happily? No, they followed Jesus for a reason. They want to learn what he knows because he has the word of eternal life. And after that, when he left, after three years, they have to remain the more than three years on this earth uh, to try to share with people about the kingdom of God. And they so far have been successful uh, in a way. Uh. And they actually suffered worse than what Christ suffered. You know, if you read the, 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 you know, the history. So the first thing that I think we need to mature is the right spirit. We need the right spirit. Your heart and your mind. So remember I said, focus. Is your focus correct or not? Your focus not correct, you cannot mature. It's very hard. With your focus as correct, then you're aligned to God's word. But what else do you need to mature? You need the right spirit. Genesis 41 verse 38. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a one as this, a man who is the Spirit of God? Okay, let's do a bit of, uh, you know, uh, ex-kids here, okay? So who is Pharaoh? For those who know this story, this is the story of Joseph. Pharaoh is talking about Joseph, okay? Who is Pharaoh? Y'all don't know who Pharaoh is. Uh? King of Egypt. Have you ever watched the movie? Let my, you know, the song Let My People Go, right? Uh, King of, uh, Prince of Egypt. That movie, if you watched it. So Pharaoh was the king of Egypt. Was Pharaoh a believer? No, right? He was a non-believer, right? Right? Isn't it funny that he said, can we find such a one as this, a man who has the Spirit of God? From someone who is a non-believer, how, how can he recognize Spirit of God? Think about it. Who is he talking about? He's talking about Joseph. And, and, and let's give that. Con- so this was the scene, okay, in this history, where Joseph was able to interpret Pharaoh's dream. The dream that Pharaoh has been taught, had been, you know, having nightmare for a long time and don't understand. And nobody could help him. And Joseph came up with the Spirit of God in his life and he was able to interpret the dream. Okay? That's what happened. Right? And, and then this is the response because he realized that, wow, there's something different about this man. Let me give you a bit of background on Joseph's background in this story. Now we know Joseph as the prime minister's aide, the one that helped. Do you know that in this story, uh, Pharaoh the king, a non-believer, was talking to someone, a convicted. He was, he was accused and convicted, no. Of what? Of playing a fool with someone's wife, you know. One of the governor's wife. Right? And he's been in jail for so many years. If he was innocent, uh, in any of our mindset, if he was innocent, we would have been released, right? This convicted person who's in jail, in my jail, suddenly come up and talk to me about the dream that I have. And then Pharaoh immediately recognized the Spirit of God is on, upon him. How weird is that? Only God can make it happen, correct or not? Do you think it's by chance? No. Only the Spirit of God can, that can make this happen. So the right spirit, do we have the right spirit, guys? Or are we still babies? Let me, give, let me go deeper in it. We already shared in our church, if you, if you are new to X, I want to let you know that our team, I think last year, if I'm not mistaken, last year was Daniel. We started with Daniel last year or during the pandemic. 
to say that our church, we will rise up, raise up many Daniels that will be in the marketplace. Do you know that Daniel uh, in the marketplace, right, was very difficult? Let me recount the story of King Nebuchadnezzar. This king, who is a bit crazy one, right, um, of course had Daniel uh, and all in, in, his, uh, in his kingdom, the officials. And this king had a dream. And he was, he was, he was telling his wise men, okay, they're a bit spiritual, uh, wise men that, hey, I have this dream, but I want you to interpret this dream to me, but I'm not even going to tell you what this dream is. You tell me what this dream is, and you interpret it to me. I want to know what it means. Go. And if you can't, even tell me exactly what the dream is, you all die. Crazy or not? Some of you here who are working, uh, your bosses might have given you something like this. It's crazy. It doesn't make sense. Market's so bad already and you still want to raise our sales target. You're Daniels in the marketplace. What did Daniel do? Hold on, guys. Everybody going crazy. Ah! Oh, no. And then the king, and then Daniel's like, what's happening? Right? And then the guard, the captain of the guard, again, uh, for Daniel to say, hold on, give me time to the captain of the guard that was going killing people, Daniel must have a lot of reputation with him, right? Don't you think so? He must have a lot of weight now. Nah. How will you get reputation? Only with your past. If you have been a good person, nah, then your boss will trust you. But if your reputation is horrible, nah, do you think the guard will say, they, you know, if he thinks Daniel's a joker, he probably kena already. Don't even bother talking to him. But Daniel's response was, hold on, give me time. I need to pray. That's the response, no? Did Daniel know the answer? No. Did God speak in the No. He said, I need to pray. Because I believe that my God will reveal everything to me. That's what he did. Are you at the Daniel in the marketplace? Can I encourage you? God first. Ask God first. He will give you the solution. He will give you the answer. No one has the answer. And do you know, similar in that situation, what did Nebuchadnezzar say? Nebuchadnezzar was amazed at Daniel. And he said, the God of Daniel. He recognized the God of Daniel. So when things like this happen, is it just for our benefit? Well, of course, Daniel was blessed and all, and I think Joseph was blessed and all, but God has all the glory. But you can't do this uh, if you're not mature. You can't do this uh, if you don't have the right spirit. So the right spirit is very important. How do we have the right spirit? I shared with XPJ just now that um, you know, I'm re reminded that, and, and I'll confess this to you, okay? Church is good now. But I remember the days when we were planting XPJ where I will wake up at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. and drive to PJ from Shalom. Some of you think it's oh, so far. Actually, you know, like, we're used to it. Drive to PJ, reach at 6, pack up everything, have intercessory prayer in the morning, and then we start our service at 9.15 or 9.30. I remember those days. Now, uh, quite chill, no? For me. Now, uh, I come, uh, I can wake up at 7, leave house at 8, come over to the service, and, uh, and okay, lah, things still run. And I'm being challenged in my spirit. Alvin, how did the church grow in the early days? 
the right spirit. Did I complain? No. We were excited. Alvin Yap was in, was in XPJ just now. I'm like, bro, you remember or not those days? We woke up at six. We came. We prayed. It was only six of us. Six of us. Right in front of our studio on two. If you've got a chance to go PJ, you will know. And we were praying, Lord, we need you. We had nothing. Similarly, like XBU. My encouragement to you, XBU, you don't need a big sound system. All you need is God's, is God's spirit. All you need is the right spirit. And then this church will grow. All you need is the right spirit. And then all of you will be changed. It is always the right spirit. It is not about your talent, how much you know, how eloquent my speaking is. No, it's the right spirit. If you can catch the right spirit, you'll grow. XPJ started, I, I, I told them just now, I said XPJ, I was looking at 90 over them. When we started, I can only attribute the growth of the church with two things. Two things only. Not how powerful our band was, not how eloquent our speaker was. Sorry, uh, I don't consider myself a good speaker. I think Pastor Kenneth is way better than me. I think he should be the one speaking every week. But he trusts us. He trusts us with the word. But I can I, I, I can't even say, oh, it's because of my power word, that's why people come. No, I can only equate it for two things, guys, on how church grew. The Holy Spirit and prayer. The Holy Spirit and prayer. These are the two most important things. But sometimes as we progress in life, we forget and we think that this is important. We think that this hall is important. We think that how we, well, I, I won't say how we dress, lah, okay? because I think a lot of people have an issue with how we dress sometimes. But I dress like this because I have the right spirit. Not because, you guys get what I mean by right spirit? You know, I, I was sharing with them how, you know, those days, Okay, again, uh, reminiscing. Old man reminisce old days, right? John, you remember this? SPCC. I will wake up at 4 a.m. Well, even earlier. Last time I do XTV. 4 a.m. I wake up. Okay, for those of you who are young enough, you will know this, remember this. I think Eric, you were there, right? 4 a.m. Drive to church at 5. Pick up all the equipment. Drive over to SPCC, Sunway Pyramid Convention Center. Reach at 6. Set up one hour. Test run another hour. Start service at 10. One service only, uh, guys. Pack up everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> go back to church. Load everything up. Well, makan first. Uh. By the time we go home, uh, it's like 4 5 o'clock. We did it for six months to a year. No complaints, guys. No complaints. Why did we do it? Because people needed to experience God. Why did we do it? Because I was serving the Lord. Why did we do it? No complaints, huh? Everybody was there, no complaints. In fact, we got a lot of funny story. Some other drama story that Eric will tell you about, you know? Yeah. How people f- you know, do camera until faint. But we did it willingly. We did it happily. Why? We had the right spirit. And it wasn't just XTV. Everyone and church grew. People experienced God. We have the right spirit. The right spirit is so important. The Holy Spirit is so important. And sometimes we forget. X Church was planted with three people. X view, not very big, small. Don't look down on you guys, on yourself, you know. Because all you need is the right spirit. You can have a lot of people. Like the scripture says, one of the things that I fear is that we have the form, but no power. Look correct. You know, everything look correct. Sound correct. Right? Uh, feel correct. Everything correct, but no power. Why? 
no change lives. People come here, sit down, go through the motions of church and go back home unchanged and stay in their problem day after day, week after week, same. Still babies, not sons. Not people who will say, hey, I understand my authority in Christ. Hey, when my boss come and give me that crazy thing, Lord, I will talk to you because <laughs> I also don't know how to solve it. Hey, I'm going through a challenge right now. Only God can save me. That's maturity, guys. That's maturity in the faith. The faith. What are we maturing in? The faith. We're not just maturing in people. We're not, no, we're maturing in our faith. Is your faith mature? That's what I'm talking about. Amen? It's our spirit, man. Our spirit, man, needs it. How do we grow? We grew because of our spirit. Aligned with the Holy Spirit. We didn't grow because of the lights, the sounds, the programs. We didn't grow because we had an awesome program. We grew because of the Spirit. We grew, we grew because of faith. We hear stories about how, you know, uh, people, testimonies, about how people trust in the Lord. Right? And they obeyed, huh? not just did it, trust in the Lord and did it. With, no, they obeyed the Lord and the Lord came through for them. Those were the things that grew the church. The right Spirit. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 8 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Guys, come on. We hear this scripture every time. We like to quote this scripture, but are we leaning on our own understanding most of the time? Ayah, God won't do it. One, uh, it's such a small thing. Uh, he got. Hey, hello. What does the Bible say? Are we relying on our own experience or relying on what the Word of God says? Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. You want direction? Acknowledge God. Lah. Pray. Lord, I need you to move in my life. Right? What does He say? Do not be wise. Oh, this one. Sorry, uh, Bible say one. Uh, no, I say one. Uh. Do not be wise in your own eyes, okay? Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Depart, no. Not defend. No, depart, no. Run away. How do you run away? How do you manage tem temptation? Run away. Flee from temptation. Not stand there and fight temptation. Bible say things, huh? sometimes we just got to follow. Lah. Do not be wise. Why? It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Guys, I'm not just challenging you here because, oh, we want a bigger church. We want everybody to say hallelujah, amen. No, guys, it is healthy for you as believers when you mature in the Lord. It is healthy for you when you become a son and a daughter in the house of God. It is healthy in your life. Yes, things won't be perfect, but it is healthy. It is healthy. What is not healthy? Not healthy is not growing. Complaining. Coming. Not having the right spirit. That's not healthy. Why is there challenges like this? The church is life, you know. But sometimes I feel there are so much problems because the people are not healthy. Why? People are not growing. People are not maturing. People are not realizing or drawing from Scripture. So we need to, guys. We need to. Amen? We need to. We recently had a leaders meeting. Uh, and I, I just want to encourage you. And I know those of you who are here, we recently had a leaders meeting. I've been in ex-church for 17 years already. I must tell you that our pastors and leaders, we really care for the church. We really care. We really sacrifice for the church. You know, and um, it's not easy. I'm not saying this to get any pity, but I want to let you know the commitment that we have, right? 
we recently had a really, really good uh, retreat, you know. And uh, sometimes people think like, oh, you know, retreat, uh, you all just stay in a nice hotel, you all relax. Guys, every time people say retreat uh, and they look at my face, my face changes, you know. You know why? Retreat means work and after retreat means more work. Okay? So after the retreat, it's always more work one. For those of you who know, go for a retreat in your company, you know what I mean. Right? So it's not just like seeing the night hotel. No, no, no. It's, it's work one. But why do we do it? Because we know people need to experience God. Exchange tagline is helping people believe. And Pastor shared something very profound in uh, the Explore Retreat, which I want to share with you. Hard times will create strong men. Right? So I shared about SPCC. John knows this because we, we, we were in the trenches together. We've seen up and down and we're still here. You know, uh, we, we, we've, we've gone through different challenges. I mean, all of us here, we went through the pandemic. It's hard time. But hard times create strong men. Do you know that? Why am I strong? I'm strong because I went through hard times. I've been through that. And the challenge I have, you know, I, I said I confess to you, the challenge I have is I'm asking the Lord, Lord, have I become weak in my faith? If you're going to challenge me to wake up at 4 a.m., am I going to come dragging my feet or giving you, you know, excuses like, oh, I'm sorry, my kids need to sleep or sorry, uh, if any of your kids need to sleep, please, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about myself. Uh. I'm talking about myself, okay? Or am I going to believe God and say, okay, God, if I need to wake up at 6, I'm going to wake up at 6 because I want to see what you are going to do in my life. Sometimes sleep becomes the biggest thing in our lives, you know? Sleep becomes God. Everything else becomes God. That's why God has to say, guys, remember me first. Because he knows that things can become God. Our work can become God. You know, our partner can become God. A lot of things can become God no, in our lives. You can say, no, 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 no. What is your motivation? Be careful, guys. I'm, I'm sharing this, I'm not to rebuke you. I'm sharing this to warn you. Don't let it become like that. Because when something else takes God, then when everything fails, how? You can't rely on that thing, you know. So be very careful. God has to be God. And when God is God, then you can complain to Him. If God is in the picture, then you can say, Lord, can you please come through for me? Because He's the center. Amen? Hard times will create strong men. But strong men make it easy. Strong men make it easy, you know. I was telling the PJ fuller, very easy now. I can come anytime. Things, it's so easy. But the problem with it being easy, strong men, we strong man, we make easy times because things are established. Things are, you know, Pastor Kenneth started with three people. When I started the church, I had more than three people. It was easier to believe. Right? The strong men make it easy. But easy times make weak men. Ah, just so hot. Huh? Travel again. Huh? Uh, why so early? Why so late? Oh, I cannot make it on Sunday. I've never heard these excuses when I was growing up in church. No? <laughs> but isn't that true? Hard times make strong men. strong men. Strong men make it easy. Easy is not bad, no, guys. But let's not be weak men. Let's not make it so easy until we become weak. Because when you become weak, right, and when this structure is not here anymore, I worry for you. I worry if we will still believe in Jesus when we no longer can meet as a church. I worry when you don't get bugged by your home leader every week to come for a service, whether or not when the person is not there anymore, you will still make it. I mean, I don't know. Be strong, guys. 
Be strong. We need to be strong. We need to mature. We need to hold on on our faith. You know? Are you in a place where you're being challenged? Hey, rely on the Lord. Rely on the Lord. If you need to take a break, please take a break. Yesterday, I just shared the things about taking a break. Taking a break is very easy. You know, very important, not very easy, sorry. Sometimes it's very hard to take a break for some of us. But I also shared that why, so you talk about breaks, right? Why did God set the Sabbath uh, on a weekly basis and not on a monthly basis? So I asked them, uh, okay, let's talk about breaks a little bit. So I'm talking about strength. I, do, I don't want you to come to this place where, oh no, we need to push, push, push only. Well, if you're not doing much, then you need to push. But if you're doing a lot, then you need to take a break. You, you got to have wisdom, guys, right? And I asked them, I said, why, why God didn't set once a month Sabbath? Why must it be once a week? Because, right, taking short accounts uh, is better than, yeah, because, okay, one week, uh, okay, Lord, I work, 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 work already. I try, try, try already. Then I, wah, then I take a break. I take a break for what? Rest, remembrance. Okay, I remember that God is around. <laughs> That's why you're here on Sunday. Because from Monday and Friday, I don't know whether you remember that God is around or not. Okay? Okay, I remember that God is around today. And then we have reflection. Okay, Lord, what can I do better this week? I wonder how many of us do that. And then like, oh, I want to hit there. I want to hit there. Okay, I want to hit at, at, that, at that back over there. That's my goal. That's my dream, Lord. You've given me this promise, right? I walk, I walk, I walk. Okay, imagine if I don't take a break. Huh? I walk, I walk, I walk, I walk. And then like, eh, hi, Sharon. Eh, I thought there's supposed to be a back or the back is there. But imagine if we take short accounts. Okay, I walk. Okay. Eh? Oh, I think I need to adjust. Okay. Lord, this is the direction. Huh? Okay, walk, walk. Oh, I'm going a bit off. Okay. I adjust a bit. Then I walk. Oh, I'm going a bit off. Then I walk, adjust a bit. That is why the Sabbath is on a weekly basis. Short accounts. Short accounts. Adjust. Sometimes, right, we come to a place, right, where we drive ourselves to the ground and we realize, dangerous, dangerous. Okay, I better go back to my point. It's about faith, guys. How is your faith this morning? How is your faith as a believer? Do you want to grow or not? Or are you happy being comfortable? You know, last week in uh, PJ, Josephine, uh, you know, uh, we had prayer service. So if you've got a chance, you've never been to a prayer service before, please come and join us. Okay. Uh, you've never been to exchange prayer before, our prayer service quite happening. It was really good. Uh, and we combined with uh, BU. So it's an XPJ, XBU prayer service. It's on a Tuesday, first Tuesday. And I think this coming Tuesday, we'll meet back in our central where we get to see all our other friends and family. So Josephine Ko, um, if you know her, she shared a testimony about her business. And she was going through a lot of struggles. But she shared this, which I thought was very powerful and profound, that in the YWA camp, she received from uh, Pastor Matt's word that God, because she's asking, Lord, why I'm going through all these challenges? How, you know, I thought you will help me and all this kind of stuff, right? And she was relying on her own strength. And Pastor Matt shared this word that God will never lead you to a place uh, where you don't need Him. Do you agree on that? He will never lead you to a place where you don't need Him, you know? But why do we always come to this place where we don't need God? Where He becomes secondary. We've got to be very careful. Yes, is it challenge? It's challenge because you really need God. You need to rely on Him. You need to trust Him. You need to know how He, you know, how He will move in your life. That's why that's how we mature. Because we mature through challenges. Amen. Let me share something with um 
some of us here. So I, I use Stephen as example, right? So I really had my chance to plant church, go forward and all. He's like next generation, okay? I just used that example. Some of you can relate that to maybe your kids, next generation, right? Okay. Do you know that God's not going to do it differently? He's going to ask our children to go through the same fire that we go through if we want our kids to mature. The same fire and temptation of money, the same fire and temptation of lust, that's what our kids will go through. The things, parents, the things that we go through when we were growing up as believers, our kids is going to face the same thing. Because that's how they grow. You cannot protect them forever. The question is, how are we going to equip them to go through some of these challenges? You know? A lot of times we do things, even me, myself, I admit, I do things because my parents didn't do it for me. So I indulge more. But I got to be very careful with that, no? Because if I indulge them too much, right, and things come easy, uh, and we've seen many stories, heard many stories, right? When things come too easy, easy come, easy go. It can come in many areas. Money, your faith, the way you look at things. So we need to remember that. Our faith. How are we going to share our faith with our kids? How are, we, how are they going to draw from us? How are the people around us going to draw from us? A lot of people are doing things without faith. And I shared this just now. God will never lead you to a place where you don't need Him. We need to remember that. Guys, what are you facing today? Where is God in that picture? What challenge are you facing today? Are you doing it alone? Is it very tiring? Don't do it alone anymore. God wants to come. He wants to minister to you. He wants to help you grow. He wants to come and take over. That's what God wants to do. Amen? He wants his sons and daughters to rise up. Because when they mature and they know how to be a son and daughter, then a lot of problems in your life uh, will be easier to manage. Because you know how to manage it. But when you're still a baby, it's very hard. Everything is very hard. So you've got to grow. Amen? What else do you need to grow? Well, you need the right perspective. What do you see? What do you see, guys? You know, um, uh, I think uh, now every believer can the book, uh, and I, I know Stephen read this before. Um, Pastor shared about this thing called future favor and faith. About how when the Lord moves, do you see a future in it as a believer? You know, he, he can, you know, do you know that God won't just speak to me? He'll speak to all of you also. That's why I'm talking to you as though He will, because I know He will. It's not about, oh, you know, I'm all anointed. No, guys. Now every believer can. Jesus came for all everybody, you know. He didn't just come for the clergy, you know. Okay? Elder Ping Ho, I know he used that word before, so I'm just copying him. The right perspective, what do you see? Future. The next thing is favor. Is God there? And finally, of course, it's still faith. Because you saw the future, you experienced God's favor, and then that's the faith. So having the right perspective is important for growth. Because when you have the right perspective, you can move forward. But when your perspective is skewed, it's very hard. Next point is, of course, you need to decide to grow. A lot of people can decide not to. It, 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 it is, it is. After this, I mean, realistically, after this, you, have, you still have a decision to make. Are you going to receive the word and say, Lord, I need to do something? Or are you going to like, okay, entertain. Oh, good word. Thank you, Pastor Elvin. That's it. Next week, I'll come and I'll listen to another good word. 
you have to decide. What is your decision? Do you desire? Lord, I'm tired of living like this already. I'm tired of going through all these motions. I want to see God move in my life. Can you show me the supernatural God that you are or not? Or, no lah, it will happen for John Cheong because he's a bit more anointed or holy. No, guys. The last I checked, uh, my God can come through for everyone here. No matter what your problem is. I'm so convicted about it. What is that challenge? What is that thing that you have been living in? What is that challenge that you have been living with for so many years that it has become normal for you, but you know it's not normal? Stop it. Stop it. God never wants His children to live like that. Stop it. He wants you to grow. He wants you to experience His fullness. If you are not, you got to stop doing something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what. Okay, I don't know what. I hope you are catching something. The desire. And finally, disciple to grow. We all need some guidance. Okay? How do we mature? Well, through discipleship. Um, discipleship is something big in our church. Okay? In, in Acts. And, and some of us here, we've experienced the benefit of it. Some of us, we are not sure, you know. Huh? Listen to someone. Uh. Let me give you the definition of discipleship. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm big about it. Uh, oh, before that, do you know that as kids, you're also discipled? Discipled by your parents? Why? Because whatever, you know, in a way, monkey see, monkey do. Like, whatever you show your kids, your kids will do, you know? You know? Do, do you know that, and this is something I'm learning, okay? A lot of things that I, I invest in now, uh, you will appear later on. A lot of things that I say and do now, you will appear later on. In my, in my child. I, I notice, I've been noticing it. I hope you as parents, you notice. So if you want to give them good, like, uh, what's that word? Uh, how to say? Uh, you want to give them good values to carry, then in a way, you need to do their good values. You can't tell your kid, hey, son, don't play, uh, don't play, uh, you know, it's the dinner table. Don't look at the phone. And then the mommy and daddy is there. You can't. Because what your kids see, they will do. And your kids are smart one, no? So as children as well, we have been discipled by our children. Uh, we have been discipled by our family. So discipleship is passing down. Okay? If you're like, oh no, discipleship money in church. No, 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 no. Naturally, you are discipling people. When people see you, especially if you are in a position of leadership, whether you're parents or whether you are leading in the company, you are discipling people. Discipling people. But let me give you my definition of discipleship, okay? I hope you guys catch that. It is a customized walk of faith in your life with someone more mature in the faith that would provide support, prayer, wisdom, guidance, and pointing you back to Jesus and God in all situations. That is discipleship. And that is something all of us need. You can't do it alone one. Thank God we got discipleship. That's why the disciples needed Jesus and that's why the disciples disciple others. Freely receive, freely give. Bible say, yeah. Things that I've entrusted to you, pass it on to faithful men. Why faithful? Because you know that faithful men will pass it on. Unfaithful men won't pass it on. They will just receive and that's it. So faithful men will pass it on. So we all need to be discipled in this place. And that's how we will grow. Because it's very difficult, honestly, sometimes with our own way, with the way we look at things. It's very difficult to move forward. You know? But when we are able to rely on someone, trust in someone and say, hey, I need someone to guide me because I may not know. Then you will grow. 
then that's one of the things you need to grow. Amen? How have I matured in the past few years as a believer in Christ? Do you know that you only mature through challenges? When you face challenge in your life, you either move forward and move backward. Really one. No other way you will grow on. You don't grow in chill times on, actually. There's no need. Only when you face challenges, you will grow. And that's how we mature. Some of us here have been facing challenges. I really want to encourage you in this, really. I believe, okay? You don't believe, never mind. I pray that the Lord will help your unbelief. But I believe that God can come true for you. I had this bonus just now when I was in PJ. I don't know, it just came upon me. How frustrating it is that week in, week out, we come to this place that has God's Spirit and we are never changed. It's not just a program, you know. One of the greatest fears I have really is that, yeah, we have the form of godliness. But where's the power? So I believe that God has the power. Do you believe? Do you believe that He can come true for your projects? Do you believe that God can come true for your family? Do you believe that God can save your loved ones? Do you believe? Sometimes we gotta, just got to be challenged in our faith again. Do you believe? Do you believe? Because, you know, when, when you know, this thing about human resilience, uh, when something bad happens to us, more often than not, right? After a while, it becomes normalcy. When it's repeated again and again. That's why we have people who are in abuse, abusive relationships and it becomes normal. Because humans are resilient. We can take it on. What I'm trying to say is that don't take it anymore. It's time for a change. God wants a change. Do you want a change? It's time to grow. It's time to have the right spirit. Is there something in your life that has been nagging at you? Surrender it to the Lord, guys. God wants to come. He wants to give you the fruit of the spirit. Patience, love, peace, kindness, long-suffering. You know the benefit of that beyond you growing? Do you know that other people will be blessed as well? We rely on the Lord. He moves in our lives. And our hearts flow rivers of living water. It flows. The Bible says, be salt and light. It is not our own effort. Because God knows that when He touches you and when you change, and when you experience His goodness, naturally, your atmosphere will change. Naturally, people can say, like what Pharaoh says, the Spirit of the Lord is on these people. There's something different about this guy. I don't know. I don't understand. There's something different about this girl. There's something different. That God's Spirit is there. So guys, remember, have the right Spirit. You don't have to do it alone. God is there. But beyond that, you can get discipled. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this message. For more information on our church, please visit xchurch.org. We are also active on Facebook and Instagram. We're believing that this week is going to be a good week ahead for you. God bless.